This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. We have to go to Mark chapter 7. I'm just going to share it with you. I have a service I've got to get to at 4 o'clock. That's why I need that helicopter. <laughs> Y'all think I'm joking. You wait. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Listen. Um, f- 4 I need you to make it to Bible study for the next couple of weeks, especially because I'm going to be giving you guys some foundational teaching because as we move forward and as God, as God pushes us closer to our destiny, there are some things about this church and about ministry that I need to insert and implant into your lives so that we all move forward on the same page. This past, this past Wednesday night, I started a teaching entitled Church on Purpose. And I, I started a teaching entitled the, the Purpose of the Church. I started that teaching. And, uh, so again, I want you guys to come because uh, be, before we, 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 we dive into the vision, I, I need to lay some groundwork. I need to do some foundational work. Um, today, I really wish I had time to deal with this, but, but today I want to talk to you about the reason why we exist. Why church on purpose? Why, wh- why are we here? Why are you following this pastor? Why are you following this anointing? Why are you, why, why are you connected to this ministry? Why do we exist? Why church on purpose? Why? Why, why, why can we be a part of another church and why can we just integrate with another ministry and integrate with someone else and go someone else and, and partner with other people? Why could we not do that? Why did God pull us apart and God said, I want you to start something brand new? Why did God do that? That's one of the questions I'm going to do my best to answer today. Now, again, I can't do this justice in the time that I have, but I do want to give you guys these points. So if you have a note, uh, uh, something to take notes with, I just, I've got about three points and I'm going to be done and I've got to get out of here. Our time is far spent. I'm very conscientious, or at least I try to be conscientious about our time unless God is doing something different. Go to Mark chapter seven. Mark chapter seven. Look at verse number. I've got to read several Several verses so that you guys can can kind of get the gist of of what's happening here in the text. And I may have to come back and do part two to this. But I want to I want to start to answer the question. Why does church on purpose exist? Why we exist? I want to start answering that question, answering that. And I'm going to take, take about 10 minutes and I'm going to be done. Verse number one, Mark chapter seven, verse number one says, then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him. Capital him, meaning Jesus having come from Jerusalem. Now, when they saw some of the disciples eat bread with defiled, that is with unwashed hands, they found fault. These are the Pharisees. Then the scribes found Pharisee, found fault in the disciples because they, 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 uh, they ate bread with defiled hands. Verse number three, then the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. 
When they came to the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are other things which they have received and hold like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Those are just the tops that goes on some of the vessels. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, they asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, well, the, well, well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now watch this. Leave your Bible open and look at me. Right now, what's happening here is that there was a ceremonial washing of hands before the scribes and the Pharisees or before people in the Jewish culture would eat. So they would, now this is not, this is not the, the, the sanitary washing of hands to get all your dirt and bacteria off your hands. This was a ceremonial washing. What they would do was they would take some water in a little basin. They would take some water and they would take the water in their left hand initially and they would pour the water three times one two three on their hands they would grab a towel grab the basin and they would do the same thing one two three then they would take their hands they would lift their hands up toward God and they would say a prayer after they said the prayer then they would not say another word they would dry their hands they would not say another word until they all sat around the table to eat and this was their tradition. This was their tradition over and over. So when the disciples pull up, the disciples didn't hold to that particular tradition. They didn't, they didn't take the water and wash their hands three times. They didn't do that. They didn't lift up their hands and say a, a particular prayer that they didn't do that. Uh, uh, the, the, the prayer, I, I can't say it in their dialect, but the prayer was, blessed be he who produces bread. That was the prayer. Blessed is he who produces bread. And they didn't do that. And so when they walked up and they saw the disciples didn't pray the way they prayed, they didn't lift up their hands and allow the water to run down to their elbows. They didn't do that like everybody else did. They went to Jesus and they said, Jesus, why in the world are you allowing the disciples to eat with unclean hands? Listen, that brings me to my first point. That brings me to the first reason why we are here. We are here to break the tradition of men. We exist to break the tradition of men. Not talking about God tradition. Not talking about the things that God institute. But I'm talking about the traditions of man. There's been so many man-made traditions. I don't have time to get into it today. But I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the man-made traditions that we oftentimes get caught up in. We get caught up in the tradition. And the Bible says that the tradition of man has made the preaching of the gospel of none effect. Many churches are becoming Unaffected because they put they, they they put the ritual above relationship. And they get caught up in tradition doing the same thing the exact same way over and over and over and over again. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you may be thinking, you may be thinking, Pastor Love, what's wrong with tradition? What's wrong with doing the same thing over and over? If it's working, why don't we keep working? Well, Jesus gives us some wisdom. Look at verse number, look at verse number, number nine. He said unto them, all, he says, all too well, look at this. You reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. You reject the commandment that you may keep 
your tradition. You reject the commandment that you may keep your tradition. Here is the problem. Now, he goes on to, to give an illustration. Moses told the people, said that, that um, you, if you have a mother or a father and your mother needs help, he said, you ought to set aside some money to make sure that you're able to help your mother or help your father. The mothers in this particular case, Moses gave them this law. This is what you're supposed to do. The Pharisees came back and said, wait a minute. If you have some money set aside to help your mother, if you decide... To put that money in church, then you no longer have to help your mama. You can call it Corbin is what it's called in scripture. You can call it Corbin. You can say that, you can say, mama, I can't help you because I dedicated that money to the church. Here's what Jesus was saying to them. Jesus was saying that you put the ritual above my commandment. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Um, uh, typically on first Sundays, we, we typically, you know, we're, we're typically wear black and white and we're gonna, we're gonna transition out of that and we're gonna wear some orange and some, some yellow and some pink and some red, yeah. Uh huh. I, I had on something different this morning. Trina said, well, you probably ought to shock them like that, baby. You ought to just, let, yeah, just, just, just slowly ease them into it. Ease, ease them into it. Don't shock them. Yeah, ease them into it. Ease them into it. Yeah, but watch this, watch this, watch this. Here, here's what God is saying. God is saying that you will hold the tradition and you will crucify somebody if they break the tradition, but you still don't keep the commandment. In other words, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You will push people to wear black and white, but you don't push nobody to pray. Oh, I know that's good. Y'all, man, y'all come on. I know, listen, uh, you know, you, 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 you push, you, you push, you push people to do a certain thing and to sit a certain somewhere. But when it comes down to the, to the commandments, you break all the commandments, but you hold the tradition. You put the tradition above the commandments. Glory to God. That brings me to my, I wish I had time to deal with this. I'm going to have to preach this again. I'm going to have to preach this tonight on Facebook or something. Listen, um, point number two, point number two. Here's why we're here. And I got to get out of here. My helicopter just crunk up. I got to get out of here. Uh, point number two, point number two. Listen, we are here. We exist to restore obedience to God's commands. We exist to restore obedience Back to God's command. We're going to get away from all the traditional things. Now there are some things that we will do traditionally, but we're going to get away from all the, all the, all the hangups and, and, and you know what? I don't mind dressing alike on, on, on first Sunday, but it don't have to be black and white every first Sunday. I'm not talking about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I love seeing Sister Starling down there this morning. man we're here to break this traditional stuff because now God's given us some freedom now we can do some things and we don't have to worry about people putting the tradition above the commandments of God and we're here we exist to restore obedience Back to the commands of God. And, and we're going to teach you how to obey the commands of God. We're going to teach you how to live holy. God's calling us to live holy again. We've got to live holy. That means, now for some of you, that means that some of the stuff you're watching on TV, you can't watch. Some of the music you're listening to, that means you can't listen to some of that music. 
It got quiet. This side of here didn't say a word. We got to go back to obedience. God said, you be holy. For I am holy. God is calling us and raising us up to be a holy church. Chalk and I, we were, we were in a pastor study, uh, on yesterday. We were talking to a pastor and, uh, we were talking about people that, that, that we may know. And so we, they named a couple of names and said, yeah, I know him and I know him. And I, I, I said, I said something. I said, I said, man, you know what? You really have to be careful who you talk about nowadays. Cause you never know who knows who. He looked at me. Here's what he said. It's best not to talk about anybody. You know what? You show. You show right. It's best for us just not to talk about people. It's best for us to keep our mouth off people. If you can't say anything good, then don't say anything at all. Stop. So we're going to stop prophet lying on folks. We're going to stop spreading lies and rumors on folks. We're going to learn how to get on our knees and start praying for some people. We're here to restore obedience back to God's commands. And then last, I wish I had a lot of time to deal with this. Look at verse number 17. When he had entered the house away from the crowd, his disciple asked him concerning the parable. He said to them, are you thus understand, are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from the outside cannot defile him? Let me say that again. Whatever enters a man from the outside cannot defile him because it does, it does not enter his heart, but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, what comes out of a man, that's what defiles him. For within, for from within, out of the heart of man proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness. Roll your eyes at folk. Well... Blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all of these evil things come from within and defile a man. Why do we exist? Number one, to break the tradition of man. Number two, to restore obedience to God's command. And number three, to see men and women set free from the inside. Threefold reason. Why we exist. That's why church on purpose exists. That's why we're here. We want to see men and women set free from the inside. Some of y'all look good on the outside. Oh, your clothes look like you're saved. You got saved makeup. Your stuff don't even run no more like it used to when you cry. Got tattoo eyebrows and stuff. Everything saved. Your whole face saved. Ain't nothing wrong with it. All I'm saying is, we look good on the outside. But man, we still messed up. We still have lustful thoughts. Still wrestling with anger. Still wrestling with unforgiveness. It's a lot of stuff we're still dealing with on the inside. Stuff that people can't see. A lot of things. But God sent you to a church. 
that's going to be intentional about helping you be delivered and helping you get set free about breaking some of these age old traditions, things that we just do just to just to do that doesn't profit anything. A lot of the things that that we do, we're going to break that. We're going to restore obedience to God's commands and we're going to see men and women set free from the inside. Amen. Rod, go out there and tell my pilot I'll be out there in just a minute. Come on, somebody put your hands together and give give God a praise. Wish I had more time. Glory to God. We're standing all over the house. Rod, I'm just practicing.